Because think about all the touch points and how much you're going to need to pre-frame them before they make that decision. Because it's not easy to pull your credit card and buy something for $2,500 out of the gate. Right? You need to build trust. You need to learn from that person. You need to know them. You need to like them. You need to trust them. They can help you achieve the result you want to achieve. So if you're just aiming to send them to a salesman and just get the sale, it's not going to happen. If it's for lower-priced products, below $500... It could work 100%, but if it's more than that, there needs to be additional steps. This is the Customer Acquisition Show, the podcast that helps you turn complete strangers into repeat customers and grow your business. Awesome. Hello and welcome to the Tier 11 Performance Max and Google Ads Roundtable. This is the very first one. We're really excited and we want to do more of these. Quick round of introductions. On our call, we have Tom Meredith. He's the head of innovation here at Tier 11. I'm going to introduce Aaron Crocker. Aaron, I actually, you have to forgive me. All I see you as is like the Don Draper of Tier 11. Copywriting extraordinaire, absolute guru in terms of direction and messaging. Aaron, can you tell everybody what your title is? Official title is Copy Chief. Not nearly as good looking as Don Draper, that rascal, but I'm here as a facilitator of copy to help get messages out and spread the word. Awesome, awesome. And we have Kobe Topaz, who is our director of performance. And basically, Kobe's job is to come in and make sure we're all performing at a high standard. But Kobe's amazing, an incredible media buyer, and has been with Tier 11 now definitely longer than I've been here. And we have our Google media buyers. We have Santosh Kumar. We have Olivier Leboy. And the one, the only Google protege, Wonderkind, we have Rashna. Today, our topic of discussion, we're going to be talking about mainly Performance Max and how at Tier 11, we're leveraging Performance Max for our clients. And why we're excited about it, also some of the challenges we've had, and also how we're collaborating with the Facebook team as we're leveraging both channels now. I mean, you have Google Ads and Facebook. Historically, Tier 11, we came from primarily the Facebook focus. And going back probably three years ago, we knew we needed to expand. Google Ads was a really important part of that expansion. And now we're leveraging the two biggest advertising platforms on the planet for our clients. The experience with Performance Max Far, it launched this year. It was in beta for quite a while, but this year Google announced, okay, smart shopping is going away. Local campaigns are going away. Performance Max is here. And a few businesses were a little concerned about that, but we're excited and we've had some great results. We're going to open up. We have some questions that have come in today too. A bit later on, we're going to be answering some of those questions that have come in. But I wanted to talk about that one of the big shifts that happened with smart shopping is basically gone away now in all but a very few accounts. I wanted to just ask our Google team members what that's been like to shift from smart shopping to performance max. I think Santosh, I'm going to hand it over to you first. You've had a lot of experience here. For those that aren't aware, Santosh has come to work with us from an amazing other agency, and he's bringing all this experience to our team. Yeah, Santosh, what's it been like to transition from smart shopping to Performance Max? Thanks, Nick. I'm going to talk about a lot of my experiences during those days when I was at the other agency, and I have seen the transition happen. We were building smart shopping campaigns pretty easy to build, right? In few clicks, you are live. And then we had Performance Max, and we discovered that the best way to utilize Performance Max was to hyper-segment from the very beginning 
wasn't just click, click, click and go live. It was like you have to like look at different set of audience signals, different assets for different set of products, services. That took a lot of the toll on the our copywriting team and the specialist team. And we were suddenly doing a lot more than we, we used to do with smart. But then early on, we noticed that wherever we had smart uh, performance max live, it right outly outperformed everything. The ROAS jumped and we were like a little bit freaked also that how come performance max is doing a lot more than what smart shopping used to do. And it was hard to convince clients to keep even smart shopping going because they were like, oh, performance max, let's keep it going. <laughs> it was a very, I would say, roller coaster ride in the beginning. But I think the way it's shaping up and it's opening up, I think we are uh, headed in the right direction and we're going to get some real good performance out of Performance Max. Yeah. What you just said about smart shopping transitioning to Performance Max, and now there's all these other assets that are needed. So previously, when you're running smart shopping, you needed your shopping feed and maybe a few images when you were building the campaign, but that was pretty much it. And the rest was headlines. Yeah. And now with Performance Max, to really leverage the campaign type, you need 20 images per asset group, five videos. At tier 11, we realized, well, we have this full creative team that's been developing creative, doing the deep dives, looking at the avatars and developing these assets for Facebook. So now with Performance Max, we're able to leverage the team to build these creative assets. And working with Kobe, Kobe and I are working really closely. We're able to see what's working well with creative in Facebook, but also looking at the headlines and hooks on Facebook and being able to bring that in to add to these Performance Max campaigns. And then on the flip side, for the Facebook team, Performance Max, when you look at the insights, you see the audience signals and you see what's working. We found some surprises there. When we open up Performance Max, we see some of these audience signals. And for example, we have a client who is in the automotive product space specifically for like detailing and then we see some audiences for like rock music lovers or they're actually interested in motor parts as well not just detailing so you get these ideas for different audiences to target in facebook but kobe what's it been like now having the google team working together with with the facebook team it's been extremely helpful because, as you just said, you're getting a lot of insights from platform A that you can apply to platform B in some shape or form because each platform has its own features and limitations. But it's important to see what's working on other platforms and see how you can utilize them in the platform that you're running. And then you have this unified approach when working together with everyone and the messaging is the same. And the audience says, you've seen what's working on platform A, you add, you add it to platform B, and then just helps with everything because it's important that you learn from the data, then you adapt and take the next step, learn, adapt, take the next step. This collaboration that's happening within the media bus from the two platforms has been phenomenal. Could we go a little bit deeper on the creative for Performance Max? Like how should people be approaching creative for Performance Max at this point relative to Facebook? That's a great question. First of all, you just need to take into consideration where the creative is showing. Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, they're social platforms. The mindset that people have when they're going to look at Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, these platforms are all about keeping eyeballs glued. And it's entertainment, for lack of a better word. And people are looking to switch off. And there's that little slot machine of dopamine. What am I going to see here that's new that's going to be entertaining? And the creative, it needs to take that into consideration with Facebook. And for Facebook, our creative team is like, what's going to stop the scroll? And the creative you develop for Google, you're still looking to get people's attention. But for one thing, when you're showing creative on websites, 
most websites are designed well. And on Facebook, sometimes the creative that is just like shot with the phone, that's not polished, that really looks like it could be something that's shared with friends, that can work best. It depends on the industry, depends on what the product is. Now, on the Google side, that doesn't tend to work as well most of the time because if you have something that's just shot like that, it's going to be placed on a very polished website or you have a YouTube videos these days, the production's getting better and better. YouTubers have YouTube studios. And if you have a video that is not shot well, especially the audio on YouTube, because people on Facebook, the videos will play without audio unless people turn the audio on. On YouTube, when people are watching, if you have a video without sound, it's going to be really weird because YouTube people are always watching with audio. That's the thing to take into consideration when you're developing creative for Google and YouTube. And same with Facebook. You just have to consider where the ads are going to be shown. Usually our creative team, the images we're creating for Google display are more polished and not more polished. They're generally going to be like designed and really polished. And sometimes those images will work great on Facebook too. But Google, we usually don't want to just have the phone shot. Ghetto creative is sometimes we call it. The more ghetto, the better. And with the videos, we want to have good audio. We want to have captions. In general, YouTube videos can still be speaking to camera, but usually not just the handheld walking around. We want to have some kind of high quality there for YouTube. Okay, like the main, if I'm thinking of designing, I'm putting myself in the consumer shoes. They're going to be interacting with it on YouTube and on websites. Where else am I going to be seeing Performance Max Creative that I should be designing? It's going to show up in apps. It's going to show up in closest thing Google has to Facebook style advertising is the Discovery Channel. And those ads will show in the YouTube mobile app, not in the videos, but actually when the results come up and people are scrolling through results. And also in Google's Discover app, which again has like a feed style scrolling and the ads will show up there. I wanted to defer to Ollie here because Ollie is much more YouTube advertising experience than me. I wanted to uh, hear and just hand over to the team what kind of videos generally work best for YouTube. Nowadays, it's mostly they are very optimized video and more pro. Even people are doing some direct marketing. What I see, it's always with the anchor and everything. But for what I saw yesterday when we talk about the visual, is apparently Google, especially in Performance Max, they're going to propose more vertical video. They're going to transform the video now and they're going to transform into verticals. Maybe we're going to see more less polished video and more directly on the phone video and maybe it can also convert. But I would see that more converting. And for example, we have a customer that's doing a review. He's opening a package and doing a review. That's how I see it working better in Performance Max. Right, because now we have YouTube Shorts and yeah. contradicting what I just said. You're absolutely right. We may see that these kind of creatives like TikTok, there's an explosion in TikTok advertising at the moment. And we're very heavily advertising in TikTok for our clients now too. That kind of creative, the story vertical-based creative, we may very well see that, as you said, that start to become more and more used through Performance Max and on YouTube. Those unboxing videos, like you said, especially for retargeting. That's a favorite. Yeah creative there we use to retarget if somebody's looked at a product or added to cart we show the unboxing video and uh, yeah really really good point apparently they have now working on the now yeah, would say an algorithm that it's going to change the landscape video is able to recognize and do a vertical out of it always it's better to do our native one but they're going to force it in a way i think if you don't do it they're going to force it 
that's what I see it. That's what I read. And yeah, absolutely. One other thing I want to bring up, because we talk about how amazing Performance Max is, and it is, and it's going to get better. I mean, this is just the beginning, and this is what's exciting. I mean, where it's headed, what Google has done. When it came out, everyone was skeptical. I mean, me, myself, I was like, what has Google done? They've really lost the plot. They're just taking away all the control. And that changed when we saw where this is headed and the capabilities and why Google's doing this. But there's also been some challenges. And we've had clients come to us basically saying, we ran Performance Max and it didn't work for us. We've had to take a look and we were like, oh, this is why it was set up in a way. Google didn't really offer a lot they offered some guidance and some best practices, but as usual, what Google says to do and what actually works, same with Facebook, what Facebook says to do and what actually works is often different. Rashna, I just wanted to ask you, I know you've had some experiences where you've been able to turn Performance Max around and some of the things where the things not to do with Performance Max, particularly for some like e-com accounts or lead gen, we will talk about lead gen because that's something that we need to bring up about Performance Max. What's your experience being there with Performance Max? Yes. Before I get out to the question that you've asked right now, I want to cover up what Tom was mentioning about the creatives. Usually yeah. in Facebook, we have an intention like we'll start this sort of creative and move forward with it. With Performance Max, what I've seen is like there is no such direction. So what you can do is like give three sort of creatives. Like, like if I give an example about e-commerce, I have this thing that I start with three types of creatives. The first one is just the picture of a product. The second type of creative, this is the mix that I put inside an asset girl. The second type is somebody holding that product, like a lifestyle imagery. The third type is like if it's in a use, like if I'm selling, let's say, like how John Moran always gives an example of a wallet. I'm just going to give that example. If I am using that wallet, that's like a third. This is the mix of the creatives that is really good to start as an asset group of the creatives. Like we can always get confused where to start with. That I wanted to add to that question that Tom had raised. The things not to do with Performance Max, do not touch it. Like always poking around like I want to change this, I want to change this. And like not being patient with it because at the end it's change. You need to do that time that it deserves. One thing is don't touch it. And the second thing I would say, if you have a lower budget, do not start with Performance Max. Mm -hmm. That's just like always 100, 200 a day is always required to start there. It's not just like you put the dollars in and the machine would do magic for you have to give right directions just can't rely completely on the machines that they'll just get you you throw the money in and the machines will get you three to four times of profit that you want it's also the right directions like the keywords you have to nudge towards the right audiences and things like that to do you have to understand the product and then strategize and then once and for all finalize everything that you want to do that's everything i wouldn't do inside the performance market this is the thing with Performance Max. It can be perceived as like, well, this is like a new top of funnel. Because we use a creative, it's like it can be perceived as this is a new top of funnel channel like YouTube and Facebook when it's actually, it's really Google Ads. It's taking every channel in Google Ads and every channel is important. You need to know your keyword strategy. You need to know what creative you're going to be using. You need to know your messaging. And that's why working with Aaron and the, the copy team, it all becomes important. Like you said, Rashna, if you have a smaller budget and other channels are working, say you're really strong in shopping and you don't have the creative assets or you haven't run 
well, YouTube before, don't run Performance Max unless you have at least $100 a day for that campaign for Performance Max, ideally $200 a day. Who wants to talk about lead gen with Performance Max? Even Google doesn't want to talk about it. Even Google, that's right. Google has an embargo. You ask the Google reps, hey, can we talk about the issues with lead gen? And it's like, they've been told, don't go there, don't go there. But we can go there because we're not Google. We've seen examples like where it has worked, like while everybody Absolutely. Every yeah. is talking about how lead gen for performance max is not, but we have seen exceptions where it is working. Yeah, that's right. I'm just going to open up. We have one question from Helica and this is a question from John. Question for the PMAX team. Hey, John, how do you stop spam lead generation responses as well as make sure ads show in the correct geographic location? We've spent 300K on PMAX campaigns in the last seven months. Wow. Yeah, that's a good amount of spend in the US and Canada for local based lead generation, usually targeting within 20 mile radius around a city. However, we get continually get spam responses from hundreds of thousands of miles away, as well as from foreign countries. We've learned to exclude all US states we're not advertising in, as well as a growing list of over 200 foreign countries that Google Analytics shows we're getting leads from. We also select the geographic option for people in an area, not people interested. Yet we continue to get our ads shown all over the world. How do we stop this and make sure ads are only showing? Okay, this is a long question, but that's fine. Our lead generation form requires a real person answering seven questions which includes four questions on four separate panels. All this is done to eliminate bots. We continue to get real people who are obviously fake, wasting our time. Okay, how do we stop this? Hey, John, this is the question. And to be fully honest, there isn't a guaranteed answer right now that we found. Now, we have made a lot of progress. I can actually hand over to Tom here because he and I worked on this for our own advertising here at Tier 11. There was some time spent, serious time spent dealing with this because we had the same thing. We have our, our lead channel coming in in our internal Slack and we had like leads coming in like Mike Tyson, annual revenue for the company, like 3 billion. <laughs> and it was like these kind of forms coming in and obviously they were fake or just people smashing their hands on the keyboard. Tom, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I'd say the first thing is to not, the problem isn't that you're getting a lot of click farm leads. The problem is that you are teaching Performance Max to optimize your click farms. And that's like, if you approach it from that angle. That's the issue. Performance Max is a learning machine. We should too, I mean, clarifying this, the problem is, it is within Performance Max, but the problem is the display portion of Performance Max, because that's how this is created. There are these click farms. We found that our click farms traffic was all coming from Bangladesh. And how this is created, if I have this right, you have basically people setting up cheap websites and looking to artificially inflate the traffic and the conversions on those websites. So it's very easy to do that and just get a team of people in a room and watch that website and look at the ads that show up there, click on the ads, go and fill out the forms and just do that all day. That's why even though, John, you have all these different steps for the form, these click farmers are getting more and more determined. So they're going to go through every step of the way. If they can do that for free, and this is why with e-commerce and sales, this doesn't work because they don't have the resources to go in and buy products. They've got to do it where the lead is, is free. And it turns into what we call the optimization cycle of doom. Performance max sees this event because that's all it knows. It's a machine. It sees this event triggered and, oh, Yes, I'm crushing it. I've got these leads. And it optimizes then towards those leads. Now, in terms of the exclusions, 
We agree. It still happens. You add the exclusions for certain countries or you put the people in or regularly in. But the problem is these click farmers are getting smarter and they're using VPNs. They're using proxies. Google obviously hasn't figured out a way to fix this. I have sent countless emails and tweets specifically pointing out this is what's happening. These are leads we're getting. And like we said, Google is like, they're just no talky, no talk about this. The worst timing for a drywall guy ever. I think Roshna hit on this earlier about this is a machine, you need to give it the right signals. The result of bad signals is click farm leads. You really have to figure out a way how to, this was something we worked on for a very long time, how to gate where that conversion event happens. And if you can figure out a way to separate the click farm leads from the good leads before that conversion event, that's the key that we found. And the way we did that is through having, we're calling it the Cosm flytrap. I think it was, it was Cosm's idea, but basically yeah. it's to have a field within your form that is pre-selected, but something that an idea, a real lead would know to unselect. After they fill out that form, those that left the wrong pre-selected lead selected would go to a click farm thank you page. It looks just the same as the other one, but it doesn't have the conversion event. And then those that are real leads go to the real thank you page, and that's where the conversion event happens. And we noticed that when we did that, like it really shows the performance of the machine behind Performance Max because it very quickly optimized away from click farms. Now, I think the big problem that Google has is they have so many lead gen clients getting so many click farm leads that the big machine serving all of this is optimized for click farm leads. I see uh, Helica, we have a question from Helica, same theme, asking about PMAC for a real estate company. Nick, I wanted to ask John, are they getting only form fields or do they also have phone calls? Because in addition to what Tom said, it would be rather easier to qualify the phone calls and teach the machine learning the right way to be able to get the right kind of phone calls from right uh, prospects. I'm looking at John's question and he says they have, they target local locations with a 20 mile radius around a city. It's local based lead generation. So I imagine there's a phone call element there too. Santosh, I know you have a lot of experience with using tools like call tracking metrics. Can you just talk about that, how that works with qualifying the phone calls and sending that back to Google ads? Sure. And I want to start by saying that we have tested this with several clients and in every case it has worked really well. And here is how it works. What you've got to do is you have to put this third party interface, something like call tracking metrics, or you can go with call rails. What call rail or call tracking metrics will do is that they will show a random number on the ad and the phone call gets recorded and once the phone call is recorded you can listen to those calls and qualify them as relevant or not relevant calls and upload the data back to google of only those calls which were relevant the usual practice on google ads is that you qualify the phone call as a lead by the length of the call like 60 seconds now not every 60 second call is going to be a lead right it's the content it's what the caller said on that during that 60 second matters the most and we have tested this very successfully and I think there is a good case here if you are getting phone calls you should be using a third party tool listen to those calls and start rating them and uploading them back to Google Ads. Something like call tracking metrics can automatically do it. All you have to do is just go in the interface, listen to the calls, give it a rating between 0 and 5 stars. Don't go with 1, 2, 3, 4 stars because those mean nothing. It's either a relevant call or not a relevant call. Once you start qualifying those calls, you will see that your lead quality, phone call quality, which is the phone call lead, starts increasing in quality. And I think if it is a mix of phone calls and form fills, what you can do is give a higher conversion value to the 
phone call. Keep the conversion value low for the phone leads. And that way you're teaching the algorithm that, hey, go for the, I mean, assuming that qualifying the form leads is going to be difficult, right? But I think Tom has already given a template. And with these two solutions, I think you can turn this around. Yeah, great points, especially if they're local campaigns. John, I hope that this has been really helpful. Believe us, we are watching lead gen like a hawk and Google's going to have to fix it with in terms of the form fills. But for the phone calls, I think, Santosh, would you recommend call tracking metrics? I would because we have been using that at Solutions 8 for, I think, good 20, 30% of our clients were local businesses. Yeah. And for all of them, we used call tracking metrics. We actually had a team listening to and rating the calls. That's how seriously we took. You can imagine if it was working, there was, therefore, there was a team doing this. Okay. We have another question here from Jelica. I hope I'm saying your name right or Helica. It's an e-commerce question. This is a really good question. She's asking, is it reasonable to have a search prospecting campaign and a Pmax campaign for the same product and landing page running at the same time? She's asking this, the search campaign is not converting well, but Pmax is converting well. Does Pmax cannibalize search campaigns that don't have an exact match keyword? And is it better to turn off those search campaigns and not spend the money in vain? This is a really, really good question. It's really relevant to how Performance Max behaves. Who wants to answer this? I think we're going to have some good answers here. I can see. To ask was like, what are you testing? What match type are you testing with that non-brand search? Only two scenarios would, would be is like if you're doing broad with non-brand search and if it's not working, then I think it's worth testing with another match type like phrase and exact and then see how it does because the match type matters like what Google has also mentioned that the exact match is there that a non-brand search is going to win over a performance max. I think it's worth testing to change the match type and then run it along with performance max. Yeah, that would only depend if what match type they're already you can also have uh, performance by cannibalizing the campaign with the branded keyword, which is also a problem. It depends if she has a search campaign also based on branded keywords. It can happen also because it performing. It, she says performing better in the performance max. Sometimes performance max focus more on the branded keywords. Yeah. Well, search categories tell you what's the search volume for each category and is it the top five. Related to the brand. Ah, right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Like if you open up Performance Max, go into Insights, scroll down, you'll see Search Insights, and you'll have the search categories. It's kind of hidden, but then you can open up those search categories. You can see the keywords and the keyword themes that Performance Max is targeting. Sometimes that's all brand, which means that Performance Max is going after brand. And ideally, we want Performance Max to be going after like outside of brand search because brand searches are easy to convert. This can happen sometimes if you have a target ROAS that's too tight because then Performance Max is going to play really safe. And also, we found despite Google's recommendations, if you have too many asset groups with customer lists, website visitors, etc., it's just going to look at this pool of people who are really warm and hot traffic. And what we want, we want to use more in-market, we want to use more in-market audience signals, affinity audiences, keywords, non-brand keywords to get Performance Max going out and acquiring new customers. Hopefully that answers the question. And with search campaigns, Performance Max is going to cannibalize over time. If you have a non-brand search campaign that's running and Performance Max is going to learn from that, and eventually it's just going to take that traffic. Now, what we usually see, though, is spend decrease. If you're still spending on that non-brand search campaign, try pulling back on the budget and tightening up on the keywords to phrase an exact rather than broad. However, I know, Santosh, you've been running some broad match keywords alongside Performance Max and those campaigns, you call it broad automation, and those have been 
working well? The answer is like many things with Google Ads, it just depends. You need to test what's working. But if you're just spending and you're getting no conversions, then yeah, tighten up on the keywords, pull back on budget. If Performance Max is converting, then let Performance Max get those conversions. There is another aspect to it. Think about why you would want to do Performance Max and search campaign alongside together. Why do you want to do that? If you don't have a good reason, then think about it this way. Do a search campaign where Performance Max is not able to go. For example, there are two ways you can, Performance Max can go after some keywords. One is that check your landing page or pages on your website and see what kind of keyword it pulls through Keyword Planner tool. And those are the kind of keywords Performance Max would automatically brand, which is the first go-to place for Performance Max. If you've not given it an audience signal with keywords, right, those keywords can also be tested in a separate search campaign. If you want your overall advertising account to go after keywords that Performance Max cannot go after, then you would set up a search campaign with those keywords only and do not give those keywords as audience signal and make sure those keywords are not part of the keyword discovery that you can see through Keyword Planner. Did I come across or did I confuse you guys? That's good. That's good. All I'm trying to say is that you should have a separate set of keywords that you want to test in a search campaign, like Rachna said in an exact match keyword, or you can go with the broad match and maximize conversion bid strategy. But if you're trying to test both performance max and search campaign with the same set of keywords, performance max is going to cannibalize and win. Okay, great point. Performance max is greedy. It's like the kid in the sandbox that takes all the toys. Okay, question here. Ugly raw video is best on the front end, but polished video is best on the back end. I had about whether or not it was like time to discuss how raw video, your cell phone, but when they go click over, what do you want them to see? Ah, okay. For me, my two cents there is expectation for the next step is always really important. Anytime somebody sees an ad and goes to click on it, We've pre-framed an expectation and we want to match that expectation. For example, on a Facebook ad, what's great about Facebook will always be great about Facebook and paid social is you can pre-frame the next step. And this actually ties into here. There's a question from Pritesh asking, how can I sell a $2,500 course with Performance Max? Can I drive the traffic to a sales page directly or do I have to use a lead magnet funnel? And that's a great question. Pritesh, and this ties into Aaron's, what Aaron was asking about in my opinion. Take Facebook advertising. With Facebook advertising, we can run a video. And in addition to that video, we have this big space underneath for copy. And headlines on Facebook, we can be really creative. And the conversationals, this is why Facebook can work well when you just have a single landing page. YouTube can also work well with this when you have the right video. Say for your sales page here, direct to this $2,500 sales page. Okay, we know it's pretty difficult to get somebody to see an ad for the first time, click to a landing page and buy a $2,500 course. It's possible, you've seen it done, but the video, the content has to be so good. And the expectation when they click on that ad, the landing page needs to match that expectation about what's happening next. With Aaron, you talk about like an ugly call it an ugly raw video, I would say, yes, it can work. Anything can work as long as the expectation when they click on that video and they land on the next page matches up. I don't think it needs to be an ugly raw website if they click on a raw video. It all depends on the messaging and the communication. Some people are so good and so persuasive with their videos, qualifying in the first three seconds, getting the attention. And if you know your target audience that well, and you are able to communicate, and we have scripts which we use for both Facebook and YouTube videos, if your avatar, and again, our creative team does deep dives into avatars, so we can develop, develop the messaging, then you can set up that expectation. 
Now, I would say it's probably going to be a better long-term strategy to nurture up to a $2,500 course. Have a lead magnet, have a lower cost tripwire. I mean, Kobe, what would you say about this? Like you've run a lot of traffic to funnels. And so before we talk about Performance Max, I think you need to look at the overall strategy for selling a $2,500 course. So Kobe, I mean, what would you say in your experience about, before we even talk about Performance Max, what needs to be in place to sell a $2,500 course? Yeah, my question would be like, why would you want to send someone directly to a sales page that sells a product for $2,500? Because think about all the touch points and how much you're going to need to pre-frame them before they make that decision. Because it's not easy to pull your credit card and buy something for $2,500 out of the gate, right? You need to build trust. You need to learn from that person. You need to know them. You need to like them. You need to trust them. They can help you achieve the result you want to achieve. So if you're just aiming to send them to a salesman and just get the sale, it's not going to happen. If it's for lower priced products, below $500, it could work 100%. But if it's more than that, there needs to be additional steps. So whether it be a lead magnet and then email sequence, or maybe a webinar, or maybe they need to watch a short educational video and then they could book a call and then you sell them that product via phone call. So overall, from a strategy standpoint, no, with this price point, I recommend you to not send people directly to the sales page. Need to give value first. Before, exactly. Before it's converting like, them. Yeah, yeah. Performance give Max, Google, Pinterest, 100%. Performance Max, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, all of them are just tools. You need to make sure that you have the right strategy in place, that you actually have offer that people want, that their journey is reasonable for the client, that you're able to take them from point A to point B, that you're actually going to help them. It doesn't matter which ad platform you're going to use. If your offer is horrible, it's not going to work. I'm not saying your offer is horrible. I haven't seen it. But just think logically, asking people to pay $2,500 out of the gate, probably not going to happen. Again, it could work if you have an email list. So maybe you can set up a campaign specifically for your email list, for your buyers. But for cold traffic, where you can get, I personally think, the most scale from paid media, it's probably not the best way to go. Yeah, and I think that's what you said, Kobe. Performance Max is a tool. The... Choice on what traffic type you're using depends on so many factors. But yeah, for a $2,500 course, you need to nurture. You need to build a funnel. That's why people build funnel behind. Path. Get yep. value first and have a path and not directly like that. Like asking a girl to go to the restaurant, the first thing you said to her. That's exactly what it is. Not going to happen. Right. This is a really good question coming up. So strength matters. It's for lead gen, performance max. Hooray. Okay, we're a service-based business online coaching with a lot of media. That's great. We want to start using performance max. We don't currently advertise and rely on SEO. Is performance max the way to go or stay clear? And this is such a good question because it's similar to the last one. And it's looking at the overall strategy first, knowing your customers. And if you have a lot of media, here's the good thing. If you're relying on SEO and it's working, That's fantastic because one thing, here's what Google should have said and should say to everyone before running Performance Max. Google likes websites and Google's whole business model has been built on indexing the internet, indexing websites and rewarding good websites with good SEO. Because at the end of the day, just like Facebook wants people to stay on the platform and keep their eyeballs there, Google wants people to keep going back to the search engine, that little white search bar and solve their problems by searching. The fact that you have good SEO, which if you're saying you rely on SEO, that's telling me you do have good SEO. Performance Max loves that. 
because it's almost like supercharging your SEO and like Google's watches everything on the internet. It's going to watch the journey, how people find your site. We have some clients and we've discovered through Performance Max that Google is pushing paid traffic to their blog posts and those blog posts are generating up to Rushta. What was the percentage of conversions for one of our clients that was 60%? 60%. And it's incredible. We were entering as the URL destinations, their sales pages. But then with URL expansion, when we saw where Performance Max was pushing the traffic, it was pushing them to these blog posts because it was seeing that was the top of the funnel. And that's how the customers were finding the business. And we were able to see what particular blog posts Performance Max was driving to. You're going to get some great insights there. Now, the thing is, your lead gen, this is where without knowing how your lead gen forms are set up, you could be at risk of attracting the click farms. The way there are strategies to get around this, the fly trap, as we, as we talked about. Big, big shout out to Solutions 8, by the way. Carson and John over there, those guys are just amazing. We work very closely with Solutions 8. You know, Ralph, if you listen to Perpetual Podcast, he and Carson host the the podcast there. But that was their invention, the flytrap. So if you look for our Twitter, we can post some links here. Tom's got a great Twitter post about the flytrap. But the other thing you can do if you're a lead gen is you can set up offline conversion tracking. And what that is basically setting up, I don't want to get too technical here, but if you have a CRM where somebody, like they're a lead, but then they reach a point where they become a customer or they're qualified you can send that data back to Google. You're teaching Google the signal of what a qualified lead is. And that way, again, as Tom said, you're not optimizing for this cycle of doom where Performance Max starts going after the click farms. But I would actually say, don't start with Performance Max. Start with, if you have a lot of media and strength matters, if you're like a strength training online coaching, I would actually say, start with Facebook and then start with YouTube. And because with people are searching for online strength coaching, great. They're already finding you through SEO. So you can accelerate that with paid cert. But I personally, I wouldn't start with Performance Max there. I'd optimize these other channels and then add Performance Max, especially setting up offline conversion tracking. But I mean, Kobe, for online strength coaching, what kind of content would you recommend there for Facebook and paid social? I would start with the deep dive first to see what my audience is interested about. And then I would see what, what currently do I have in my program that I can provide as a free value. And then I use that as a blog post or as a lead magnet to get those people in. Awesome. Response from Precash. Thank you for your feedback. I understand the importance of building value. My client is insisting on running ads against competition branded keyword. Oh, competitor campaigns. Any of the team want to talk about competitor campaigns? Ollie, I know you've done some competitor yeah. campaigns in the, some of the most competitive niches. Can you just explain what that is for the people watching oh. who maybe don't understand, like, in the weeds, nitty-gritty of what, like, search ads. So can you just explain what a competitor yeah. campaign is in search? Yeah, basically, let's take a city in Los Angeles. I have uh, five competitors. I'm going to search for the name of my five competitors, either on Paydas or on organic, I'm going to search for them and uh, some keywords also. Everything about their brand and I'm going to bid to those keywords, like uh, AZ selling, I don't know, tires. I'm going to bid on the keyword AZ and it's going to go to my website. I'm going to try to get his client to my website and sell him tires, tires and stuff, but still try to steal his client, basically on Google Ads. My opinion here is even if he does bid on the branded keyword and he gets some clicks, 
you still have a problem that he doesn't have any fun of the people to a sales pitch. Unless you get better quality and it's off the price of the competitor, it's still not provided value. We don't think it's a winning tactic. Yeah, it can always be like a vanity play, I found. It's like, we want to bid on their keywords because they're bidding on ours. It depends. Sometimes they can work well, but sometimes you're just spending money just to show up next to each other's. Yeah, uh, I don't say it doesn't work well, but here, Pritesh is, is still saying that Okay, he's going to still use the same lender where he sell a product at 2500 For me, yeah, you will get some click, but it still won't convert, in my opinion, even if he's used competition keywords. There's but still a problem in giving value first. I think the competitor campaign works mostly when you have a competitive edge. Let's say my competitor is giving like a 14 days of free trial, then I'm giving like a one month of free trial. Then yeah, right. Great point. You can use tools. You can either just search or SpyFu, for example, or AdPulse is a great newer tool that Santosh actually uh, attention to where you can see what ads your competitors are running. And like Rashna said, they're offering a 14-day trial. You can say, hey, we have a 28-day free trial, no credit card needed. And you can basically show up on their ads, but give show that edge that you have. That's, that can be a really great strategy too. Oh, Kobe, you're asking about training Google's AI with data from other ad platforms. We always say that you launch Performance Max for Legion, and then you need to use Flagtrap and do all these tricks to train the algorithm right to mm -hmm. get those qualified leads but my question is what if before we start running performance max we place the facebook pixel the google pixel where we want the conversion to happen and then because we're already sending data from facebook and pinterest for example and we know we're getting those qualified leads google's pixel already is on the page it will collect the data or do we have to have a google campaign that's running and then the system is actually engaged that what i think is that we're already sending traffic from other platforms and no offense to performance max for legion we do get qualified leads from facebook on other traffic sources we do get the people we want what if before we start running a performance max campaign we just place the lead event pixel for example on that thank you page we gather let's say 300 conversions and then we launch a performance max campaign because the pixel is already there but the question is does google has to be actively engaged there has to be a campaign there has to be a click on an ad uh, with a g-click yeah. id for the system to collect the data actively or can we do it in a passive oh, way that's a good question i think i'm going to ask the team what they think now when you have most accounts they should have google analytics set up especially now google analytics 4 you can have the event set up in google analytics 4 and having the google tag in there you can have the conversion actions set up and you're right kobe even if you're not actively running paid traffic Google still watches. We're warming up conversion data with other platforms. Google watches everything. And this is the thing about Performance Max and what's exciting about it is that it links to the Google ecosystem, which is analytics, it's Google Maps, it's Google Docs, uh, it's Gmail. And without going off on a tangent, all this privacy, Google waving the flag of privacy, look, they don't care, they know everything. Their Facebook gets all the arrows in the back about privacy, but it's Google that knows everything. I don't know to what degree though, when you set up a site and you have the pixel and you have the Google tag in there, and so say you were to run Facebook traffic for a few months and Pinterest and TikTok, is that going to train for Performance Max to see the quality traffic? Because there's some instances where we've run Performance Max for lead gen and it doesn't get the click farms. 
I haven't been able to determine why that is, but maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, Roshna, Santosh, Oli, what, what do you think about that? I don't think any learning would benefit the campaign unless the campaign was run. Okay. So Google has to be actively engaged yeah, yeah. They want you to for the system one. to learn. <laughs> Which is kind of opposite to all the other ad platforms. Because the Pixel will be there, like gathering data, Facebook Pixel. I'm pretty sure Google will do that too, but I think the actual learning for the campaign happens at the campaign level. It would be interesting to test it. Yeah, it really would. Especially yeah. now, I mean, GA4, this is the thing like Google Analytics 4 is linked up with Performance Max. Just the way the conversion events are set up and the data in there. Oh, that's a really good question. It'd be a great thing to test. Yeah, Santosh, but maybe you may be right, Santosh, that it just won't affect it and the learning's just going to happen with the campaigns. I think that's where Google lag a little bit behind Facebook on that side. We're really excited about Google Ads and we're excited about Performance Max. Tier 11, you know, just the synergy that's happening now between leveraging both, well, not just both, but multiple channels for our clients, then tying that into conversion architecture and our creative team. For those that don't know, conversion architecture is our team that specifically works on funnels and landing pages and websites. So it's all about after the click. We're still a relatively smaller team. This is our Google team here. But one of the things we like to beat the drum about is that we give a lot of attention to our clients. Some agencies pile on accounts to media buyers. We don't do that. Our clients at Tier 11 are used to having full strategy, having access to us, being able to discuss the strategy. And one complaint we've had from clients coming on board to us in the past is they said they just felt like a number. That's one thing that here at Tier 11, we consider ourselves that's different about us. Look, our sale announcement here, but look, and our Google team, as we're growing as a Google Ads agency, and our fees are increasing soon on Google Ads. But if you're interested in talking to us about managing your Google Ads, not just your Google Ads, but working with you on your entire strategy, and if Google Ads is the right fit, the right place to start, or you're already running some other traffic and you want to add Performance Max and Google Ads, you can actually lock in our current prices before they go up. And the prices actually increase today. You can contact us. Aaron, what's the best way for people to contact Tier 11? Just respond to hi at tier11.com. It's just uh, hi at tier11.com. Yep, that's the easiest way to respond to us. Otherwise, out some emails if they're on our email list. Then check your email. We have links available in there for you to readily click. And for those of you guys listening, this is a superstar team. I mean, we're talking about the major leagues, right? And media buying shouldn't cost that you'll spend somewhere else. And if I'm so bold, the teacher to student ratio you get here find it else and uh, it's our early stages doing this and we could not have started better thank you all to you guys expertise to take over the world and i'll back over to you nick thanks and i've just had one of our team here we have a url here for performance max if you go to tier11.com do you spell the 11 t-i-e-r-e-l-e-v-e-n Dot com and then forward slash Google dash performance dash max. We have some more info on performance max there. And we're going to be doing more of these. I found this really fun and uh, we're going to have our, I'm, well, I need to get set up. I can see the questions in the chat and we get more used to doing these lives, but this has been great. Nick, before yeah. we go, yeah, let's just do a quick round table. Your best tip for performance max that you have off. The okay. Great idea. Who's going to go first? 
Rashna. Just proper researching about Performance Max, not relying on the machines to do everything for you. Lead gen, offline conversion tracking, everything top of my head. That's it. Awesome. Santosh. My best tip is that Performance Max might like an easy package, six platforms into one. Press up a button and you are live and you can do it yourself. Don't try that. You need somebody like us to manage it. I'm going to say that too. And a few years ago, I would have said to most business owners, you can learn to do your Google ads yourself and then come to someone like us when you need to free up your time. I don't say that anymore. This is not, Google ads has not gotten easier. It is not getting more user-friendly. Yeah, great. After performance max, I think it's the worst time for any business owner to learn it and then apply it because it's not easy. Absolutely, yeah. And Ollie? Prepare your audience before you launch your performance max and prepare your visual because you're going to need some strong visual to do that prepare that also or ask us i'm gonna ask kobe too because Kobe, i know you're not necessarily across google ads and performance max but you're across the overall strategy so what's like one tip in general for businesses what's one thing that's really important right now in this this age of facebook google performance max running multiple channels you can't just run one channel anymore what would you say sell your customers the best way you can meaning that always work hard to provide them the best products you can and always keep in mind that all the ad platforms are just tools. It's easy to get traffic, it's on you to convert them. Yeah, great point. These are tools, they're not magical boxes that you hit a button and it rains money. Max has been the sea after it was ordered by most people. It's not. Sure, yeah. So they're all very powerful when used correctly. That's the key. And I just have to say that like I... Everything. Yeah. I loved Rajna's comment when you asked, do we want to talk about Legion for Thomas Max? And she said, even Google doesn't want to talk about Legion for Thomas Max. <laughs> Google, if you want By far, the highlight of this. We we, yeah. <laughs> I was actually expecting her to say on the first question that do not do anything that Google says. And that's why I smiled. I was thinking that Rajna is going to say that now. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to Google. Never listen to Google. Sorry, Google reps. You're awesome. Anyway, this has been really fun. We're going to be doing another one really soon and we'll announce it. We'll send through the uh, time for that. But uh, thanks so much for everybody who's come on and joined in. Thanks for listening to the Customer Acquisition Show. Take the next step toward growing your customer base. Visit tier11.com and request your customized growth plan. And remember to hit the follow button so you can be notified of future episodes.